This podcast explores explicit and adult-themed content. If discussions of sex or male bondage offend you, or if you are under the age of 18, you should not continue listening to this episode or future episodes of The Bondage Gaze. By continuing to listen, you acknowledge that you are at least 18 years old and aren't offended by discussions of male bondage, sex, pornography, or other kinds of content with sexual themes. Hi, welcome to The Bondage Gaze. Um, I am Nat. And I'm Semi. And today we're joined uh, with a special guest, Not Nuts. Hey, everybody. Okay, so, I mean, we could refer to you by your username, but uh, you're also okay with uh, going by Mike? Yeah, I like going by Mike. Okay. Cool. So we have, you know, some questions and everything like that to go through, but I think... You know, since out of um, all the guests we've had and everything like that on, I feel like, you know, well, this is somebody that I kind of know a little bit more and everything like that. And we also just, um, you know, we re- were, we recently did a, an episode where I kind of talk about uh, some of our, um, you know, some of our experiences together and everything like that. So, yeah, I was kind of curious if you wanted to talk a little bit about that or about our experience in uh, yeah I, I you know i guess kind of like how we know each other and yeah tell me oh, sure. the story yeah um well i remember we back when it was like just tumblr that tumblr that was like my only lifeline to like kink and it was super early that was like 2015 2014 probably yeah. um we started you know you and i started talking and i was always, like one of the things I've always loved when I'm chatting with people is people that like are good at like prodding the visual imagination and like are able to give that kind of like atmosphere and like that kind of fun role play over online chatting. So I always had a lot of fun talking with you. And then yeah, I mean your re- recollection of our uh, you know get together in Denver was impeccable. Um, it's you know <laughs> down to like the, we saw each other at this point. So and then we did this. So it was great. Um, yeah, that was so much fun. I remember, I do remember, like, it was in the middle of the day. I don't even know. I think it's like, you know, those, when you're traveling for a conference, it's like so rushed. So it was very, um, exhilarating to like do that in the middle of the day. (laughs) You know, our friends and colleagues were just doing business elsewhere. (laughs) Yeah. I loved how we just kind of branched off after that. Like nothing happened. Just Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's like, well, and then I even remember the night before when we just uh, got, like, a drinks together, like, I even remember um, you, you you even asked um, uh, if you should, whether or not you should wear a tie and everything, and I was like, I mean, I, like, I know you like wearing ties, so. <laughs> I like to push sometimes. <laughs> I like an audience. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I guess, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure most people, you know, if they, if they know your username and everything like that, they know where they've seen you and everything like that. But yeah, so where might we have seen you in the bondage world? Yeah, so I definitely was running, like, I, I was on Tumblr when I started posting, you know, my face. Um, and I think I actually was, like, using bandanas, like, in blindfolds to kind of be a little bit more anonymous at first. And then... The first time my face was posted in bondage was on Retro Rope Tumblr, Retro Rope's Tumblr, 
um, which that was one of my like real first significant uh, bondage experiences, um, which was, you know, just awesome. And um, so I've definitely been on his blog before. And then, um, you know, rest in peace, Tumblr had to kind of like abandon the house as, you know, it was taken away. <laughs> um, so I started an Instagram um, and I was kind of, you know, just like, for the for a while i was just posting a little bit and then i just like really went off and started posting a lot more on instagram um and then you know the pandemic happened and i was sitting at home with just heat like drives full of photos and video and i was like i should do something with this and i'm kind of at home bored in a pandemic uh so i started posting that my stuff on OnlyFans. um which has been a lot of fun. So that's definitely another place that I've been seeing. And then, you know, I've done collaborations with you. Uh, so I've been, you know, visible there. Um, and then just other, you know, just the general online kink community. Yeah. yeah, I always forget you're a retro road model. It's very obvious, but because your Tumblr was so prominent, that's how what I think of when I think of you. Sure. Like all your, you know, your, as I said, your woods, tied in the woods pick. Mm -hmm. I love that one. You posted a few gifts. Where you're yep. on the bed in your suit and you get the bandana shoved in your mouth mid-sentence. That's probably my favorite <laughs> one of yours. Is there a, there's a video of that, right? That I was I'm trying to remember which one that was. I'm not sure. I know there isn't there was a video where you were tied in a suit and tape gagged. But it could be the same session, I don't know. I, I kind of want to do like an archive sometime where I like post <laughs> stuff from the older, like, you know, cause some, a lot of people probably haven't seen a lot of those things that were on Tumblr. Yeah. You know, they got taken down or Tumblr has so much less traffic. So I kind of want to bring yeah, the light. I mean, that's even kind of something I kind of regret because I feel like I took for granted all the things that were on Tumblr and then the great migration to Instagram kind of happened. And then now there's like things come up that i'm like oh my god what happened you know to this picture or this video or whatever and then you go back to tumblr and it's a ghost town and yeah like it is kind of weird posting on tumblr now it's just like kind of yelling into a void and yeah no this like, was my space became yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, yeah so that's definitely some of the places i've been so i'm sure you get asked this question a lot because i know i do but what made you realize you were into bondage oh it's funny because like i realized i was into bondage before like i didn't know i was like i didn't really understand that i was gay until i was like 20 21 um but i knew i was into bondage when i was like i was still on the east coast at the time and we lived there uh, i was definitely in like first grade where i was like cartoon shows were on and I was like, this is it. And I'm super obsessed for some reason. Um, and like, I remember I would like, I, yeah, I just was really into that. Um, and, you know, I would just always try to like, get like have us play cops and robbers and games where like there would have to be, you know, tying up. Um, so even as when I was really young, I knew that I was interested in that. And it was actually honestly one of the ways I was able to like distract, like trick myself into thinking I was straight for a long time. Cause I was like, I thought I was straight and I was just in a bondage. And then I like, you know, I had a really, my a girlfriend in college broke up with me, which was for the better. And then I realized, I just remember like, I was like, it was like 20, um, 2013. And I just like realized I was like, wow, all the porn I'm looking at is men. And like, you know, they are tied up, but they're still men. Um, and so, yeah, it uh, it's definitely been an important lifeline for me. Yeah, and I guess before you come out, I know when I was younger, I kind of like to rationalize it. Like, 
yeah, I'm looking at all these men tied up, but it's because I'm imagining I'm the guy in the situation. Well, uh, yeah, absolutely. That was how I was. Yeah, yeah. that's what yeah. was going for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it was. I mean, the, the yeah, it was kind of the same with me because it's weird talking to other you know, gay people my age and everything like that who talk about, you know, being really young and, like, checking out a guy's body or something like that mm -hmm. or thinking about his dick or something like that because I'm like, that, like, that has never interested me when I was young. Like, I didn't give a shit about any of that. I mean, yeah. I mean, now that I think of it and everything like that is, I mean, some things that, I, that might get my attention, that might have gotten my attention when I was little was certain kinds of clothing or something like that. But, I mean, other than that, I think... It was mostly, yeah, like seeing like bondage like on TV or, uh, yeah, movies or something like that. I mean, I didn't really know that I, you know, was attracted to men. I didn't that didn't really dawn on me until I was about maybe fourteen or something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, bondage definitely came first. Yeah, I was about yeah, sixteen and tried to convince myself I was bi at first. Oh, yeah. I think we all kind of go through that phase. You brought up a good point. I've seen a lot of gay guys when they're like, oh, yeah, sexual awakening, you'd always go and look at the pictures of the men in their underwear in the underwear section. I'm like, no, I never did that. <laughs> I think that's for a lot of like the people that have fetishes or kinks or it was like, it's easier to trick yourself. And what you're saying now is such a good point. I remember like growing up, I'd see a handsome guy dressed up and like, if bondage is like my main fetish, like dress clothing is like right there. Like they're pretty, so not like both, both really vital um, for my sexuality. But like, yeah, I'd see a handsome guy dressed up and I'd be like, oh, you know what? I wouldn't care about him in gym clothes, but I do care about him in that outfit. And it was like really easy to like, it was just very confusing, you know, like trying to part all that meant and understanding attraction mixed in with like, a fetish or a kink. Well, yeah, it's like, because, I mean, like, I would have fantasize about people, like, at, you know, like, boys at school or teachers or something like that. I'd fantasize about them in these kinds of hostage kidnap scenarios or something like that. But it, none of it's, none of it was sexual, so I didn't understand that as sexual. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think we all fantasize about situations where we'd end up tied up. <laughs> Especially before you're young enough, before you're old enough to really think about it in a sexual way. You just want to be tied up. <laughs> it is interesting too because like even nowadays i like when i fantasize about being tied up i don't fantasize about like sexual pleasure during that scenario mm -hmm. like i don't actually in a scenario ever you know in my imagination need someone to like you know go under go beneath my underwear or like anything you know there's yeah. sex involved um like eye contact is like one of the sexiest like you know like seeing those images of like a guy or like a guy really well tied up like making a perfect face like it's so it is interesting to like think about like those like the sexual energy around that but like it still wasn't sex so like gayness was so confusing for a long time yeah yeah <laughs> i'm like i mean it's even funny because even before i kind of came out to my family and everything like that my brother even speculated that i might be asexual and everything and I, yeah i remember that was kind of because i mean asexuality is still a pretty new thing today for people yeah. to understand and talk about and then, i mean this was back when you know the early 2000s like pre-2010 and yeah like yeah it's weird that he jumped straight to asexuality because i know people <laughs> assume like if you're a guy and don't have a girlfriend or you're a girl and don't have a boyfriend oh you must be gay 
we either jump straight to asexuality. It's like, well, and then it's funny because I am on the spectrum, um, and a lot of people on the spectrum are usually kind of either asexual or kind of veer a little bit more kind of in that realm. And it's funny because I wasn't even diagnosed when I was a teenager, but yeah. Okay, so uh, this question's a fun one. Um, so what's your favorite bonded scene in a movie or TV show? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's like asking your favorite book. Like, what do you even do with that? List um, as many as you want. <laughs> Just list all the good ones you can think of. You know what? Um, the first thing that comes to mind... Let me think, let me think. Probably quite a few. One, like, I think the most iconic and well-known would be um, the play Arsenic and Old Lace. Um, oh. Just because that one brilliant author of that play did so much for us, the one of, like, for those of us in the suits and bondage simultaneously. And they, like, if you just go on Google Images, you just get, like, yes. dozens of dudes dressed and, up, tied and up. You, like, and YouTube and, yeah, like, it's, yeah. It, and then the thing is, he's supposed to be, uh, you know, this pompous ass and everything yeah. like that, and he's supposed to be in a suit and he usually gets his mouth stuffed and so it's just something that's just always yeah it's, it's genius that it's a play because it's always going to happen yeah that way <laughs> like we couldn't if a genie had come and given us wishes we wouldn't even have been smart enough to <laughs> ask for that like i mean i even when we talked about scenes of interest and i brought up arsenic and old lace uh, i was like even just the whole setup of it of the fact that he says bound and gagged at least two or three times before it happens, like, because I discovered Arsenic and Old Lace on TV, like, I was on AMC or something, and I remember, like, just, you know, flipping through the channels and then just hearing the words tied up and gagged, and I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Woke <laughs> <laughs> <Look> you up. <laughs> it's funny because it's, like, one of those things that's almost profane to those of us who have that kind of kinker fetish, and it's like, you, you guys really are going to ask people to do that? Like... You know what, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, so. yeah it's, it's funny because I ran into somebody on Instagram who I think he was in theater or something like that. And he even said that he like he knew somebody else who was like a, you know, professional actor, I think he probably even taught theater or something like that. And this guy pretended that he he got that role in a play and was asking him for advice on how to act like bound and gagged and everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> Hey, gotta give you points for being so brazen. Cause... Yeah, for real. That's that's yeah. pretty bold. <laughs> I mean, we all definitely get our kink on somehow, you know. So yeah, I think I'd be too uncomfortable to one to play that part and to to ask someone like for pointers just because I'm like, fuck, they're gonna think they're gonna know that I'm enjoying this. Oh yeah. As like well, more... that's something really funny. It's funny because, like, I get asked if I, like, dress up and leave the house or anything or, like, if I get dressed up for work. And I was just like, no, like, that is, like, being naked to me. Like, being dressed up is, like, I am, like, so primed and, like, you know, that, like, very it would be very bold to, like, go out and, like, that's my kind of – that's porn for me. So doing, like, going out, you know, I remember, Nat, something you wrote that was interesting is, like, talking about how when you were younger and you had to dress up for occasions, you really hated it. And I also, like, really hated it. I was like, I don't want to be, like, if I had to get dressed up when I was younger, I was like, I don't want to be seen right now because what's, like, I'm happy, if I'm dressed up, it's, like, more of a private thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I forgot what made me kind of think about, yeah, because, I mean, that was fairly recent, but 
Yeah, it's like, I mean, because the thing is, I feel like, okay, because when I see other people dress like that, I sexualize the fuck out of them and everything. And then so I kind of feel like if I'm wearing that, then <laughs> I'm kind of putting myself in that position or something like that. Um, I mean, even though I do, you know, dress up a lot for work and everything. But yeah, it's like, I mean, that was always kind of my sort of mentality with it. And then I loved that I did an ask about it because I was wondering, okay, is this just a formal wear type of thing like or do people with more casual kind you know people who are into more casual clothing do that and then i found out okay no everybody who has like some sort of clothing fetish feels like that to some extent like yeah i know even i commented on that one because i i don't have a suits fetish but yeah i love seeing guys in and i don't i feel like i don't necessarily have like a foot fetish or to the extent a lot of people on instagram do but I just love seeing guys like him. they'll be wearing the shorts and like the high socks, high socks. <laughs> and I said to you, like, I feel like I feel awkward. I, not so much now, but for years, I'd never used to wear that one because it's also seen as unfashionable. So I'm like, I feel like I'm being judged by that. <laughs> but nowadays I'm like, if I'm wearing shorts, if I'm leaving the house, I'd, I'm wearing my shoes and high socks. Like, I don't really care. Well, it's interesting, too, because when I think about, like, the idea of going out dressed up, if I see somebody dressed up, like, a, a, a you know, a attractive guy dressed up, I'm on high alert, and I'm thinking, like, I will stop my conversation and just, you know, stare as subtly as possible. <laughs> if I'm dressed up, I just project out that kind of, like, attention, um, yeah. and, like, I don't technically, I don't want, like, want that attention from just people on the street, you know, so, um, yeah. In my situation, if I'm wearing my high socks, I'm not really, probably no one's taking it. Look, but yeah. if you're in a suit, you are dressed up. And so you're going to look more put together, more dapper. So people are going to notice you on the street. So your feelings are very valid. <laughs> yeah. And then, well, and then I just wanted to yeah. say, it's like, yeah, with you saying that about noticing guys, like, I remember when we hung out in Denver, you were like pretty <laughs> fat. Like, okay, because once again, I'm, you know, I'm autistic like autistic people really have to focus in on whatever's in front of them and everything like that. So I was barely even kind of knowing what was happening, but like, yeah, like the bars we went into, you would spot out guys like just like around and I'm like, okay, like I don't even know what the fuck is happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've had to work on that over the years of like making sure I'm like eyes on the person and, you know, like, but also now that you know, after COVID, when you know we go, when we're able to go back in bars, my head's gonna be on a swivel again because it's <laughs> been a year. So. You lost all this tax that you have built up. <laughs> yeah, you've exactly. got a year of lost time to make up for. You go and you check out every dude in a suit. I gotta go thirst after some businessmen. <laughs> you need to get invited to a lot of weddings. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone. I think I don't think anyone should be getting married during. A I, I mean, just just well, crash, like any kind of formal occasion or something. Yeah, right. I'm just gonna have to like go crash some weddings, honestly. <laughs> I mean, that was okay. So, I mean, even kind of talking about like that, like being into more formal wear and everything, I always get so fucking. Um, so sexually frustrated when I fly and everything because there there are always like so many men in like suits and everything like that and it's yeah like it's funny because I usually fly to go home for the holidays or something like that and then that just gets me all worked up and then I'm with my family and then it's just like oh. 
<laughs> yeah, nothing's less sexual than being with your family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I assume you're on your own, so I was going to say you and your hand can go in the bathroom and join the Mile High Club, but maybe not when you've got family. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like when we talk about our bonded sessions, I mean, there was even somebody that I, I hooked up with and tied up and everything in my hometown and everything. And I was like, well, that was perfect because I'm all, I always just fucking have that sexual frustration whenever, you know, whenever I go home for the holidays. And so, you know, things kind of worked out that one time, but yeah. Yeah. yeah and then another funny thing about, yeah, it's like what uh, you guys were saying about with, you know, dressing up, you're kind of in a way of calling attention to yourself and everything like that, because I've encountered things kind of like that. Like I remember one Uber driver I had who picked me up and he, he picked me, he took me to a job interview and then also took me home from the job interview. And it was just kind of awkward because he kind of kept addressing the fact that I was wearing a suit and like in a like, but in a straight guy kind of way, like, it's not, I, I don't think he was, like, hating on me, but he <laughs> kept referencing the fact of, like, what I was wearing, which, yeah, which was uncomfortable, but it also kind of weirdly turned me on, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little strange. It, Maybe it he had a suit finish, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why I wrote a story about an Uber driver, and, um, okay, <laughs> So what would you say is your favorite gag? Um, I would probably, honestly, I think it's a tie. And I know it's kind of cheating to say that. Um, but I think that I, like a cleave gag always needs something stuffed in first. But like yeah. just a, like a good cloth gag. Um, and where, you know, some lips are showing. Like I also really love like the look of that when, you know, just looking online. And when you can see that like a guy's lips closing over a cloth gag and like the visual of that is amazing. Um, but then, like, throwing a layer of tape on there also always, like, feels both feels amazing and looks amazing. Um, yeah. So, kind of like the process of building to that. Um, I think other gags have their virtues. You know, ball gags can be really hot at times. But I think I like the more classic, old-fashioned kind of <laughs> style. It's funny you say a tie, because you gave me a mental image a minute ago when you were discussing wearing a tie at the bar. I'm not a big fan of, like, the cleave gags. Particularly, I don't really use a tie, but I do like that image of someone like removing a tie to use on their sub as a gag. I always have a really complicated relationship with that because, like, and it's really funny. I posted recently a photo of myself dressed up in a suit without a tie. And I remember talking to my partner and I was like, I really want to put on a tie right now, <laughs> but I'm not going to. And it, like hurt to not do it because like of a dressed up suit scenario like to yeah. me like the tie is like the cherry on top like it's not complete without yeah. that and so like it is really funny because like either people will talk to me about it or like whenever or like um bound is it is it bound no not bound gods it's the um what's the one where there's a bunch of porn with guys in suits um Men oh, men play. Men play. Yeah. And they always take off the tie, and it was just like, you just took away the part I needed most. <laughs> um, so it's funny you mentioned the tie with the gag, because it is such a natural progression. And, like, I know Paul at Captured Guys does that a lot, and it, like, logically makes all the sense in the world. And then for me, I'm just always, like, you know, wilting a little bit. With, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm actually meaning, like, when the Dom takes off their tie to use the gag. Oh, fuck yeah, okay, I'll find that. Uh, like, I think there's a scene in Revenge. There's a first a season one episode of Revenge where, yeah. where the, the, the villain for like the first half of the season does that to someone. You don't yeah. see him gag him on screen. And it's like, it's a really shitty, it's just the tie. Like, yeah. 
I mean, uh, yeah, it's like well, something I thought of that isn't. I mean, okay, well, it kind of breaks your sort of rule with that because they remove his tie, but in in the movie Exam, um, when he's oh, actually found yeah. with yeah. a tie, and then yeah, and then gagged with his own sock and a tie. I mean, that's though like that is an exceptionally excellent scene like he's playing an asshole and like they do such a good job and i think they even leave the tie knotted it's like but what you're saying sam makes me think about like i would love to like this my ambitions are always beyond my capacities so but like i would love to take a scene like that where it was like you know in the movie it would have been so sexy if they could have just showed that part or if they could have just like done this one thing it would have fixed it it'd be so yeah. fun to like reenact scenes like that in films and movies where it was just like you almost nailed it and then we fell short yeah <laughs> i try actually it's funny i tried to do the last video i posted i tried to do in my head a recreation of one of my favorite it was from a turkish soap opera telenovela no but then one i thought the knockout was with a syringe turns out it was with a taser so i got that wrong <laughs> it's very all denim so i didn't have a fucking denim jacket so i kind of i tried to do it as best i could but then i switched it from a, a strip of tape to a wraparound because strip tape shit even though it looked great on him <laughs> and also i guess with what you're saying about the tire too it's similar to us with our gags. We hate bond. We like bondage, but if they take off the gag or there's no gag, it's like, oh, there's no So I guess it's, the, it's pretty much the same sentiment when it comes to a tie. <laughs> you can enjoy it sort of, but yes. like, nah, it needs a tie. Yes, that actually is a really good analogy. Um, I think I was trying to watch i was like you know how it is when you find like there's a tv clip or a movie clip and you're like oh maybe this is gonna have what i need and like there's always like or in sort like there's always like the pre i don't know sometimes you know the pre-phase before the gag where it's just like okay just get to the part where like we're four seconds before the gag and they know it's coming that's when it gets hot <laughs> yeah i agree yeah and then i mean oh, and then also kind of speaking of ties i just remember like you know with the you know the time when we met in Denver and everything, how it's like when we were talking when we both got into that conference and then we were talking about okay so we're gonna be at the same place same time let's like plan you know doing a session and everything like that and then yeah it's like that was the first time when I kind of thought about like that of like getting just like random thrift store ties and then using those like so we don't have to travel with like rope and tape and shit like that because. Yeah, it's like, I mean, that's obviously just weird <laughs> going through customs um, with that shit. Um, but yeah, and then, I mean, we obviously didn't do that. But yeah, I mean, and then I remember I thought of that because I was like, okay, well, I don't want to fuck up any of my ties that I actually like. I'm pretty sure you wouldn't <laughs> want to do the same with yours. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because, like, you know how it is with, I don't know, well, I, like, I get a lot of DMs like, do this, do this, or, oh, this would have been hot if you had done this and like a lot of times it's really funny because it's like people just want me to destroy my clothes and it was just like mm. like i have a new suit that costs you know over 300 dollars, and like hey get in the shower with it like oh no i no. don't i didn't win the lottery and i can't like you know i'm not gonna stuff this 60 dollar tie in my mouth and yeah. soil it you know silk doesn't recover well from saliva so yeah um, I do like that idea though, and actually, when you um about like going and get the you know go to the thrift store and just get a bunch of ties because that would be very handy. I like I really like that idea. I, I'm like I've actually have a. It's funny because now at this point I actually have a collection of ties 
just for that and everything. And I don't know, like, I like because I know early Captured guys did that a lot. Like, it wasn't as big of a thing, but there were a few sets where models were completely tied up with ties. And I just like the makeshift, like, look of that and everything. Um, I know the more recent ones, the models are usually, like, naked or something like that. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I, I like the way ties look as something like that. But, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't want to ruin a good tie for that. Well, they also have, like, some of the thrift store ones and, like, just older ones, like, the patterns are so 90s. Like, they instantly add, like, this cool dating to the photos. Like, I try, I don't know. I like to, I don't like the my photos to look, like, 2021 you know like yeah having that kind of it's actually really funny because we just moved into a house um back in july and uh, our basement i remember when you we were walking through and i looked at the basement walls i was like oh we got to redo that it's so old and now it's like one of my favorite features of the house because <laughs> if you if you see my instagram like you can see i'm in the basement for all these but like i love the look of you know and even the collaboration we did that was like yeah. in the basement and i was like it adds <laughs> it, like adds a lot of character without yeah. being something that like takes over the pictures and I'll say that your pictures and videos always have like a noir vibe to them. Yeah, I even remember we, we initially planned on collaborating, making a kind of noir thing, but the, the story I don't know. I started the story and never really went anywhere, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I remember the thing there was I just didn't want to buy a trench coat because every time I tried Googling like trench coats, they're hideous. Yeah. And like, I think it's one of those things where it's like, you got to see it on yourself to know, but it's also yeah. like the stores aren't just filled with trench coats for men. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it's like, it's funny because the two that I have, I mean, I just found out thrift stores and everything and it just, they just happened to be my size, but yeah. 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 I mean, I didn't realize how tricky that was, but yeah. I mean, because yeah, it's like, I mean, cause you know, kind of getting to one of my favorite, one of my favorite sort of gags that I recently kind of talked about on Instagram was, I mean, I do really love like detective gags and I think they just look so great with dress clothes. Like <laughs> it is really funny. Cause I don't know if you guys know gray bandana on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's so funny. Um, I've talked to him quite a bit and he's like very charismatic and he has like this excellent, I told him like the second I heard his voice, I was like, oh my God, you have the best pot, like this podcast voice. Like he sounds like a voice actor and he's just persuading all these dudes to do these huge thick gags. And it's hilarious because yeah. like you'll hop on Instagram and you won't even see the tag and you know, it was him yeah. who got, got, you know, Rowan or to do it. Um, or whatever, and they have they do a little bit have like the detective gag look, and so yeah. he's kind of nah, making that more popular for us. Yeah. I definitely agree that those are classic. Yeah, it's funny how I found out about that because I kind of went on my tangent about that like a few months ago about the layer gags. Okay, yeah, that's what we're calling them. And yeah, I remember going off on that tangent a while ago, and then I reconnected with uh, somebody I met on Tumblr who I had like one conversation with, and then. I just never really saw him again. And then, you know, whatever happened with Tumblr happened. And then I recently reconnected with him on Instagram and he's actually friends with that guy. And he said that like, you know, both of them are even kind of why like we see those gags like anywhere, like on captured guys, on different things like that and everything. And uh, yeah, it's like, I, I found it funny because I felt like my post about layer gags was kind of critical of them, but I, I found it a little ironic that he kind of commented, but was just 
he seemed okay with what with what I said. And now that somebody explained that to me, it's like, okay, well, I think he's happy that like, you know, they, they've gotten popular enough and everything like that, that I'm kind of acknowledging that it is a thing. <laughs> yeah. Have you collaborated with Gray Vendetta? Yeah, I couldn't um, privately, yes. Like, okay. um, like if you if you're charismatic and you have good like Dom, like do this energy, you know that like that's a big selling. Like I'm interested, you know. Um, and so like Nat did that, right? He gave me a script. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> yourself with this, and I was like, okay, that's how you're saying you're charismatic. Like, like compliment me a few times and do that, you know. Then I'm putty. Um, and so good to know. Um, Gray bandana, that's he's like just so charismatic, and I think it's hilarious. Like a bit of charisma, a kink, and like some forwardness, like getting you know, you just say, Hey, it'd be hot for your if you did this. Um, if you do it, if you say it just right, then like you can go far, and like we're seeing this resurgence of gags that are all him, and I think it's pretty hilarious. Yeah, it, it's yeah. funny because I try to not be too like. I don't know, not too like demanding or anything like that. And yeah, it was just funny preparing for the collaboration that we did when you're, when, you know, when I kind of had in the script that they use white tape and then you're like, I don't have any. And then I was just kind of like trying to compromise of like, okay, well maybe we can, and you're like, well, I could get some. And I was like, okay, like, I don't, like, I don't want to like force you to go and get it. <laughs> you're like, do it, but I don't want to tell you to do it. This is the thing, though, is, like, if I'm in, like, a turned on sub mode, like, tell me to do it. You know, like, I think, like, part of that was, like, I was I was kind of seeing, like, how much do you want it? Like, if you say, go get it, I will happily go get it. And I did. Um, uh, yeah, so that's pretty funny. It's it's a, it is a delicate line, though, you know, because you don't want to, you know. It's hard in that sense because he's trying to be coy because he doesn't want to come on too strong, and you're like, "No, tell me to do it. I want you to do it." It's you know, and that's the weird. That's the paradox of being like a sub who knows what he wants, or like a bondage bottom who like, you know, uh, you know, it's it's a paradox. Like I know what I want, but I just need it to be someone else's idea. But it needs yeah, to be idea. Oh, I have the same problem. <laughs> I actually, I don't know if you saw. I did one of my videos. I think it was self gagging nightmare. I think I called it. That was actually a collaboration with Grey Bandana. Oh, very so cool. Sock gag. I think I did a tie around. Was it a cleave gag or an over the mouth? I don't know. There was like three or four layers. It was like bandana, tape, another bandana. And I think even by his stints, that was a pretty moderate gag. Like it was none of this like full on bulky over the nose stuff. It's like, wow, he, uh, he has gotten around and everything. Like, because I, I know he has even posted, he's had a session with, um, with a one the like you know the guy oh well the guy actually posted pictures of today um for our bonded session stories and everything like he has met with him i think sometime in the last months and yeah i mean i'm like yeah he really gets around <laughs> so it's a very small community so it's only a matter of time once you've been around everyone starts to know everyone only a matter of time before you're gagged by him <laughs> <laughs> that's a good segue for you to tell us your most standout session it's still that's a hard question um because like can i like you like a couple blips on the path of like that stand out no it has to be one rigid set no of course you yeah. can do whatever you need to do because <laughs> like i mean i want to like i'll probably end with camp retro rope because that's like something that it definitely lives in your memory. Um, but I know one of my most, it, this was honestly probably the most exhilarating experience was I was at IML, um, which I think International Missile Weather, that was in Chicago. Um, it was like two years ago, maybe three. I don't even know at this point. 
And I, there was like a cocktail hour and I was in a room and I like didn't really know, like cocktail hour makes you think like, oh, you're in a bar, like 40 people. Um, So I was like, sure, like to this very charismatic Dom, you could tie me up. And we walked in and I was like, at this point, just wearing like a spandex, like singlet, you know, I was like after a day at IML, I was lost, you know, lost any of that timidness. Um, And there was like a hundred people in the room. And I was like, yeah, well, I said you could. Um, So he tied me up and, you know, ball gagged me. And I think I got a blindfold, um, which was probably, I don't really like blindfolds, but it was probably a little bit of a blessing because there was just so many people around. Yeah. Um, So that definitely stands out as like really exhilarating. And I I mean, it was really fun. But I mean, Camp Retro Rope is pretty awesome. I've done it twice now. And it's really like, just to get to do bondage with like eight, seven, seven, eight guys around is pretty, uh, you know, spectacular. Uh, because like the group dynamic of, I mean, I think if you're into bondage, you like humiliation to some degree or different types yeah. of humiliation. So like getting to be tied up in front of multiple guys. So if we don't always like, you know, like not everyone's like, paying attention all the time, which is also kind of hot. Like, someone walks in, looks you tied up, and walks out of the room anyway. Like, it's kind of fun. <laughs> um, but, you know, so anyway, yeah, that definitely... I mean, I, there's probably... I could get... I could think of a specific moment, if you want, from that experience. I, I don't know if you, you. If there's anything particular that stands out, then we'd love um, to hear it. Well, it's actually funny, because, again, I think that I need to, like, do a deep dive of, like, old Tumblr photos and, like, repost some of them, because there was... Like what my mind it calls the team bitch moment um, that was like really singular. Um, this was my first retro rope, or camp retro rope, and I was wearing an old like a you know a track outfit, and um, I, it was like towards the end. It was like Sunday. Everyone was gonna go home soon. I was like I ended up being like the last one tied up still, um, and so like everyone was like kind of spent, but also like kind of still interested. And I got like I was tape gagged, and then one of the guys wrote team bitch on the tape and like <laughs> no one told me what it said for like 30 <laughs> minutes and they all were like laughing at it and like pointing at it but um, it's like, like awful but it's so amazing at the same time like just to the yeah. humiliation of being the last one is oh, incredible but also oh yeah, 100%. Like, I mean, I don't think I don't think for like 2 weeks I got off to anything but that memory of like how awesome that was so and on hey look that one wasn't that didn't have a suit involved so not always a requirement i guess <laughs> yeah it's like i mean that's something i've recently kind of thought about like just like public bondage and everything i mean that's like yeah like way out of the realm of anything i've ever experienced or anything like that but i don't know i recently listened to a podcast of where um, amp is interviewed and everything and he kind of talked about like you know one of his ways of getting involved in kink and everything was iml and yeah it's like in those kinds of public sort of events of you know you're a little uptight and afraid but then you kind of want to because there's just i don't know something titillating about about that about that kind of exhibitionism and everything so if down the track, you know, in a post-pandemic world, international travel, sign me up. <laughs> I, was, I wish, like, it's funny, too, because I know a, a couple guys in England, and, like, it's not feasible for them to all travel over here. And, like, I just wish, I mean, it just is, like, it's kind of funny because when Retro Rope started the camps, it was, like, it was just him in a dream, you know? Like, he just wanted a bunch, like, um, so all it takes is, like, a uh, Airbnb and some people in the neighborhood, but I know that's hard, you know, definitely takes some alignment. Um, yeah. 
it's definitely something that like now that I've done that, I've done one like small halftime version of a camp with just a couple guys. Um, but and it can kind of be hard and like it's definitely like awkward at first. You got to like ease in and like you know. Um, but it's definitely super fun to get to do that. Kind of thing. <laughs> I know. I feel like like post COVID, we should like arrange some kind of something like all <laughs> Instagram kinksters or something like that. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> like well, that. And then I've also suggested to some people of like maybe there should just be like a touch point of like people just go on tour of like meeting with different people and getting tied up and then get some kind of a souvenir from that and. Kind of like a like a bar crawl type of thing. Well, I've said if anyone wants to come down under, my house is open. <laughs> got two spare beds and I've got floor space to store a couple of subs. Oh my god, perfect! <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that that would be awesome if we could make something like that happen. I don't know. I feel like I've been I've, I've been sort of underground and a lot of at least as far as actual sessions or anything like that for the last couple of years. So. I just feel like with COVID, like, I'm just, like, really thirsting for, like, something. I mean, that makes sense. It's, like, it's been a bummer. Um, and I'm lucky enough that I live with somebody who I can do yeah. bonds with every other weekend. So I know that's not the case for a lot of people. So I definitely, I mean, coming out of COVID, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are going to be just thirsty just as much as you. Yeah. Do you find <laughs> sometimes, though, because you make content, it does kind of eat into your bondage for recreational purposes like you can't do it as much for fun because you're doing it to make the content that's a really good question it's funny too because like sometimes i get comments about like what it must be like for your partner to be into the same kink and it's like a little bit like you know we talk about the groceries and we talk about like walking the dog like you go from you have like your mundane like everyday like normal life and like yeah. so it's not always like Oh, but you know, you get tied up every night before bed. It's like, no, we got to work. Like, yeah, <laughs> um, it takes like hours before and after, you know. Um, so I, that's a, a good question about the. Um, sometimes I try to be really like intentional about like, hey, let's do a scene and there, there's no phones involved um, or there's no photos allowed because if I. I mean, it's like, I like photos. I like them for myself. Like sometimes it's like a little bit of pressure. Like I feel like things have to like, the gag has to look good if I know yeah. I want photos. Or like, I'll, we have we have some signals. If I if I wink once, I want a photo. If I wink twice, I am re kindly requesting a video. Um, <laughs> but um, it's like, it can, like, I just remember learning early on into our relationship. Like it can be a killjoy to be like, hey, you're working your heart out on tying, you know, being a dom and tying me up and here I am requesting a video that's going to be for other people. So I do try to be sensitive about it. And like, I've done, what's it called? I've done like commissions before, but I also try to be sensitive about those. Cause it's yeah. like really different when it's like what we do for ourselves versus like, Hey, here's this person's detailed desire list of desires. Like, can we make yeah. sure this happens? But like, uh, and I think the most simple answer is like, not because I make content, it doesn't really diminish my interest in bondage or ink or because I like, we like the photos for ourselves anyway. Yeah. And we like the videos for ourselves. And so that, that library that I got that I'm, you know, slowly uploading the um, only fans and like, you know, the sets I put on Instagram, they don't really cost us too much. And like, sometimes when I'll go through a po posting lull, it's just like, you know, life's busy and you don't get tied up for two or three weeks. And, you know, it's just so, I mean, the thing that's the bigger drain is like just posting and picking which photos to post. Like I'm not like a maven of social media. So sometimes that can be a little like overwhelming. I guess that's where we vary because I don't have that backlog. And also because I did say, you know, 
Yes, I'm going to do two videos a week, Sunday and Wednesday. Like, I feel like I have to film these videos to keep up with it. And I am in June, I'm dropping back to one video a week. Like, I've already made that announcement on OnlyFans because it's just too much, especially now that we're doing the podcast. Like, and I mean, I don't get me wrong, I enjoy it. And there are times where after the cameras are turned off, we will continue it for a little bit. But honestly, it's probably gone from maybe three times a month to once a week where we would do it for recreational purposes. Now it's. once every six weeks like yeah the pressure of pushing out content regularly can be a lot and it's it's it feels different too once you're once you have an OnlyFans and people are paying and like you feel like you're here and i don't want to let you down so like let me keep pushing stuff out that's one thing i feel too when i post videos and i'm like full video streaming on OnlyFans. i feel like a bit of a cunt in a way like (laughs) to put it to put it bluntly because i'm like I feel like I'm spamming on Twitter, like, go follow me. But it's, I'm trying to find that happy medium between having enough free content out there for those that can't afford to pay. Because, you know, I get it. Not yeah. Wants to pay. And there's so much free <laughs> point out there. Yeah. If you don't want to pay, that's, that's fine. Like, I don't expect it from anyone. But also, those who do pay, I want them to have enough that it's worthwhile. Yeah. The self-promotion feels weird sometimes. I definitely, like, <laughs> I feel like in America, we're not so free with the C word. I'm not, like, I don't know. <laughs> yes. We use that a lot in Australia. I've been talking uh, with, yeah, with Sammy long enough that it, it doesn't feel weird to me when he says that. Um, I, and what, what we were talking about before uh, you joined, I referred to my, I referred to one of my managers as a twat, and yeah. Nice. We use use twat as well, but... So, no, I definitely, like, it's a weird line to draw, and, like, it's funny, too, because, like, sometimes I'll go on Instagram, and, like, I I hate leaving people on red, so sometimes I'll just not answer a message for a while, because I don't want to leave them on red, but, like, it's this weird thing of, like, looking at normal Instagram, or looking at Twitter, like, outside your kink world, like, that's, like, you know, sometimes you're thinking, or you're learning, but, like, when I go on my kink Instagram, sometimes it's, like, I want to zombie out and not think and just look at some porn. But then I'll see like those messages waiting for me. And it's like, well, it might be a fun conversation, but like I'm tired from work and I don't want to go be a charismatic texter for a little bit. Um, But then like, I do feel like so weird promoting. So like I try to do it in a way that's not over like over the top or in your face, but it's also like we, we work hard and make, I make a lot of content and like, I like money, you know, like maybe that's a new concept. (laughs) yeah so no it's definitely an interesting you know an interesting battle yeah i'm like i mean so for me it's different because i don't model or anything like that but i mean i feel like it's almost worse in a kind of sense because a lot of what i do is like writing and it takes a lot of thought and like brain power and everything like that and sometimes my mind is just like just oh yeah being and yeah, you can only do what you can do, though. You know, if you're too exhausted to make content, your yeah. personal life, your family, your mental health, that all has to come well, first. And, and then, I mean, we were even kind of talking about earlier, like, with, you know, during COVID, like, I posted so much on Instagram, and I did so much different, just weird, creative shit and everything like that. And then once I kind of started going back to work in August, like, a lot of that just, like, significantly dropped. And and then I find myself kind of feeling guilty for not doing as much. I mean, the bright side of it is that we've kind of been mentioning this is like the king community, especially on Instagram, it's, it's you know, pretty small. Like everyone, you kind of start to know each other, but it's so positive. Like, and whenever yeah. I post a post, whenever I like post something about like, hey, I'm kind of tired of these comments, like 
I just get swarmed with like, you just keep doing you, you're putting out great stuff. Like, you know, like people are so kind and encouraging yeah. and like, feels weird to say, but like grateful for what we post. Cause like the three of us each are publishing different, you know, content. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's definitely true that there is um, an appreciation, but there's also that internal pressure that I think all of us have just mentioned. In a oh yeah. Way. Like I have very big body image issues. I hate my body. Weight. I feel fat all the time. Like I did one shirtless video and I'm like, I was so scared about posting it. I'm like, I'm going to get torn apart in the almost a year that I've been doing it. Not one person has made a comment like, oh, you're fat or anything. Whereas like, even when I'm with a shirt on and I'm like hogtied, I know my gut sits in like a, <laughs> it looks like like i'm laying on like a big fucking skin puddle <laughs> i was hogtied like a week and a half ago and just the there's no tie less flattering to the stomach than a hogtie like yeah. like you just like are just praying that the person taking the photos is getting the right angle because like there's some that you delete so fast because it's just the roundest shape <laughs> your body's made in a while yeah and i was editing one of my videos where i was like, oh, fuck. I was yelling at myself in the video like I'm like, suck your gut in, you fat fuck. But you know, if someone else had said that about anyone else, I'd be, I'd freaking lynch him. But I can, we can all say these horrible things about ourselves. So this is like, I, I've been listening to this podcast that I'm absolutely obsessed with. Um, and the, one of the things that somebody said, it's just this really interesting thing they said about writing down the things we say to ourselves and then imagine imagining those things being said to someone we care about and so like what your point is so like you like you know suck your stomach in you fat fuck like that's such an interest like you're right that's a horrible like if someone said that to someone else like you would never allow that to be said so that's like totally a side comment but like i just really like that because i also like when i do something like when i spill the coffee i like cuss at myself like i've never cussed before like i just like belittle myself and it's also like at work if i make a simple mistake i'm just like cussing myself out for a typo and it's yeah. like why am i go going nuclear on myself i would never say these things to another person um not to get on my high horse at all but oh look. no well, look i think it's a problem with everyone we're we're our own worst critic yeah, yeah. And i mean it's good to check yourself every now and then but you gotta have a bit of self-confidence yeah, and then I mean, even even on that note, I even kind of it makes me think a little bit of I don't know finding um, joy out of like degradation and like things like that is I feel like that's kind of where the appeal comes from because I mean that's never really been anything I have been into or anything like that in the past, but then like more recently I have encountered some doms who are pretty good at like i don't know doing it but in a way that's appealing and everything like that it's like the right time and then i just found ways of liking it and everything and i feel like that's kind of a way of externalizing like your kind of insecurities and how other people see you and talk to you and things like that yeah well i mean if you're enjoying being spoken to like that that's fine like as long as the person speaking to you is doing it because yeah you're enjoying it yeah if they're just doing it because they're an asshole then no that's <laughs> not okay when i've experienced it it's been in that kind of role-playing sort of yeah. context and if somebody would start talking to me just like that then i will just block them and like not even <laughs> process that but yeah <laughs> like, no point for you <laughs> yeah if my husband was like tabby i was like you're a dirty little whore or things like that you're just you're just a hole that's fine but then if he was like oh you're a fat fuck and you need to lose weight i'd be like 
We're Get not out. out of these ropes. We're having a fucking serious conversation, eh? <laughs> but yeah, it's like, I mean, I just feel like that's like a way of like, you know, people don't, you know, even if people are assholes and everything like that, it's like people don't normally talk to each other like that or anything. So, yeah. Well, that's something I tell myself too. Like sometimes when I get comments that I'm like, what are you thinking when you wrote me that? I think, oh yeah, you have your dick in your hand. Um, like <laughs> when we're on our Insta, like dirty Instagrams, or I mean, that's how I refer to it. Um, yeah, there's definitely like a different level of filtering going on. Yeah, there's some people you can definitely tell when they're messaging you. They're just in having a conversation with you because they want you to help them get off. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> I know you get it differently than we do too, Nat. Like as a writer, like I know. <laughs> well, yeah. I always get yeah. It's like I always get people who like seem friendly at first, but then it's like okay, you're trying to get me to like write a story about you or to like have some kind of role play that like I wasn't even, you know, I wasn't even aware that we were doing that. Like that would be yeah. very tricky to like parse that out. I mean, because I've, I've posted about, like, this and everything. It's like, I mean, that just feels kind of hurtful and everything like that because it starts with a pretense of, like, yeah, like, kind of like, oh, like, I'm interested in you as a person and, you know, maybe this is, like, a friendship or something like that. And then I feel like it just kind of turns into that. And if I don't want to go with it, if I'm, like, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to role play this, I don't want to do that or something like that, it's like, oh, okay, well, then fuck you. And then they just... And then that's it. And it's like, oh, okay, so that's what this was this whole time. Yeah. And in that case, you shouldn't feel guilty that you've built up a friendship and now you're yeah. kind of turning like turning them off. Because clearly that friendship was built yeah. under false pretenses, I guess, because they just wanted to use you for your stories yeah. in your mind. Well, and that's one thing I think about a lot, too, because I have met people who I really enjoy talking with and I like am friends with through um, my kinky Instagram. And it's like, one thing I'm always thinking about, especially when like role play starts happening or starts getting like sexual or is like, what am I giving back into this? And what am I asking for this person, like from this person? And like, does that feel equal? Because like when, you know, someone's just coming and saying, hey, make pictures like of this. It's like, no, but like you come in and you're like contributing and like, hey, here's a sexy scenario. Like you yeah. like are giving something back. And like, that's the thing is like, even if you don't want to put your face out there, like you can put your ideas out and like, yeah. so, you know, so it's really interesting. But also there's, yeah, it's just so delicate because like also there's people who kind of like presume too much without like getting to know you. Like I've had people like just message me out of the blue and like talking about my dick. Like I don't, I'm not, no, thank you. I'm good. Um, you know, yeah, that's not what I'm looking for here. So I had one that was like, like, "Hi, I'm from Sydney. I'm this age. I have a tight bubble butt. Do you want to be my? Um, do you want to slay?" <laughs> I'm like, "How about you tell me like something about yourself?" They're like, "Oh, I have a tight bubble butt." I'm like, "Tell me something about yourself as a person. I don't give a shit about your tight bubble butt. Like, what do you do? Like, do you work? Are you?" The, 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 thing, like, the thing that throws me off or like i've gotten so many guys who like want to be my slave or something like that and it's just like like where on anything i post does it indicate that i'm into that that i'm that i do yeah. the whole slave play thing that i'm looking for slaves like where do you see that like from well, i've had a lot of those in the last month or two as well <laughs> a lot of faceless ones it also just like it makes me a little bummed out that like 
I don't really use recon anymore, but like Instagram is just clearly not like the medium we need. Like we just need a better social media where it could be like a little bit more clear. Like that was the cool thing about recon is like, you got to say what your preferred role was, like yeah. what percentage Dom are you or active? And like, I loved getting that, like, you know, cause I wrote like, I don't even know, like 80, 20, like I can be the active Dom for like a very narrow, few people but like for those people i can really commit um whereas instagram yeah like as these evidence from like some of the dms we get it's just you're kind of shooting blind and hoping you know hoping you get the right thing yeah i mean i've said it before like i i kind of miss like what bound guys used to be when it was sort of like a social network type of thing like i wish we had something like that but for like the current age with apps and stuff like that it'd be so easy to name one of those apps too I, we'd have, we'd have to like work at it, but I think <laughs> it could be a really great, you know, king face. Let's, let's not think about ideas now, because then someone will steal it. that's like, oh, I'm not gonna let these. Well, I mean, on my Instagram, I have said numerous things like that. It's like, please, somebody steal it because I want to see it. Like, that's what I was <laughs> thinking when Sam said that. I was like, actually, I want someone to steal it because I'm way too lazy and technologically insufficient <laughs> yeah, to make, okay, a, a make a media. <laughs> Maybe we should come up with an idea then for someone to steal. Yeah, don't steal this idea, everyone. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, no, I'll keep that. Yeah. Oh no, don't gag me. No. Uh, yeah, who hasn't said that line? <laughs> Is there like an ultimate bondage fantasy of yours or maybe like a go-to kind of fantasy that you, I don't know, tend to go to when... Well, it's interesting. Like, oh, this is such an interesting question. Whenever I... I've done a lot of things I would consider like fantasies that I like. I've just... I've been really lucky and I've checked a lot of things off the bucket list there. I guess I would love to get to do something that like is like role play in a kidnap scenario that like is even more committed than like what I've done before. Like yeah. I've done, you know, thing I've done, I get gotten to act those things out, but like I actually don't often like commit that in, in person to like the fantasy of like, let me just stay in the role the whole time. Oh, um, so I would love to like, you know, be, <laughs> in a car and like in a trunk or something and taken somewhere and obviously like all my a lot of my kink involves like being dressed up so like it would be really fun to get to be in an abandoned office place to get you know like dressed up or whatever <laughs> like just like getting to use some of these things in like the more real life context um where you know most of the bondage i do happens in my basement so it would be yeah. fun to get to like take it on the road and have a setting and like a more charged experience. So you've never had a experience in a boot of a car? No, I mean, the, I have a long time ago, I posted some photos of me in the front seat, but no, nothing in the boot of a car. Okay. And then, yeah, and then I'm like, I don't know, the office setting one is kind of fun because that Dom I kind of brought up earlier who was pretty good with a degradation and everything. We kind of did a short role play once at like my office, like at work, because I, I this, past school year I've had my own private office and so so we kind of video chatted and like that was um yeah that that, that was pretty fun like uh, he made me um gag myself and like and dress myself a little bit and yeah I mean just doing that and yeah my office at work was yeah like that was 
Next level. That was a fun time. <laughs> what about you, Sam? Have you? Uh, I don't know. It feels weird to throw a question back at you, but oh, Nick, Nick we just <laughs> shared a thing, so I'm kind of curious. Do you have one? Uh, I don't know. I kind of just would love a situation where my husband would fully take control. I feel like all of our situations, I've always retained an element of control. Like, I know if it's too much, he will untie me. Whereas, and I guess in one way, I've always wanted him to, you know, tie me up. I then go to work for like four or five hours. So then I'm stuck there. Unfortunately, most of your shifts are longer. And we think any longer than that is probably unsafe. So yeah, just a situation where a punk-tired tape gag like normal, but... Yeah. Like, he kind of takes advantage of, like, your helplessness or, like, kind of enjoys it in some way. Or... Yeah, I kind of just want to be in a position where I want to get out, but I can't. <laughs> Which sounds silly, because I'm sure when I'm in that position, I won't want it. I'll be like, fuck, I just want to be untied. But <laughs> right now, thinking about it, I want to be part of it. And so I have been tied in the um, boot of a car once. It was actually when Pokemon Go was new, he was going to the Pokemon <laughs> store. I think I mentioned this in one of the, in the yeah. podcasts, the previous episode. But I wasn't hogtied. And by the time we got home, I felt kind of a bit funny. I don't know if it was a bit of carbon monoxide or what. So I, we, he untied me, we went inside. But I would love to be hogtied, either just left in the boot or while we're driving around. Again, I'm because I'm paranoid and I'm constantly thinking of the worst case scenario, I'm like, fuck, what if I suffocate? What if I get carbon monoxide poisoning? What if someone runs up our ass? I guess that's the thing about when, like, when you're fantasizing about it, like when I'm fantasizing about being in an office building, there's not cameras in every elevator in every hallway, you know, like, when, yeah. or you're thinking about the car driving around, you don't have to think about that. So like, that is the interesting thing about like, trying to get these role plays or these fantasies to happen is like you always need your safe word you always need um you know ours is i i snapped twice that was like and it's like it's true like what you're saying is like you want that feeling of like literally you can't get out if you want yeah but yeah so it is an interesting thing to navigate speaking of you snapping your fingers and everything yeah when you were talking about the signals that you have of for pictures and video and everything like that i'm like that yeah that would have been helpful for when we met because i remember i had to ungag you a few times <laughs> because you want because i you know once again this was so spontaneous i wasn't really thinking about it and then you wanted pictures and you wanted a video and you wanted all of that and but yeah it's like but i yeah i didn't know and then so yeah i had to keep keep ungagging you and regagging you <laughs> it's actually my partner's superpower is that he can interpret what i'm like moaning for like super wow. it's just hysterical like we'll have a friend over and you know we'll be all the three of us will be playing or whatever and it's like our friend will look at my partner and be like what's that and like my partner will have picked it up it's really funny but uh yeah we do have a couple cues the <laughs> one blink for a, a picture two blinks for video and then a crunched up nose means an itch like that's like the secret <laughs> of being tied up that you never think about is like as soon as your hands are tied there's an itch somewhere that you can't get. <laughs> yeah, I find one of my biggest problems is my nose. And when you love tape gags, it's not fun. We have constant <laughs> allergies. I'm pretty sure I'm allergic to my cat. And Brandon wants to get another cat. I'm like, no, like, I love the cat. We'd never get rid of him. But my nose couldn't handle another one. Sorry. We don't have a signal for pictures. I kind of, well, I kind of just try and make like a shutter signal with my fingers and usually he picks up on what i mean but of course now because 99 percent of the time when we are when i am tied up it's for a video so it's more of just like a reminder that hey, yeah. i want some pictures as well yeah. so then i can do like a promo pic or anything and we don't really have a safe word but if i alert him even with a gag in my mouth because i'm diabetic 
if I look, alert him that my sugars are getting low, if I, I just have to say low, and he's like, yeah, okay, I'll enjoy it. Like, that's yeah. automatic end of the session because yeah. it's not going to be funny if I have a hypo. Nope. Yeah, the one, the ultimate, like, no dignity uh, version of, like, when we, when I'm trying to communicate, and it's always something really stupid, like, can you, like, I just want my tie tightened or something, but I'll start doing the alphabet, and, like, you, when oh. you do the alphabet, you have to have the tune, yeah. but you're gagged, so it's, like, you know, you're doing, and, like, I'll land on the letter, and it'll be, like, <laughs> start with a C, and I'll, like, nod, and it's, like, <laughs> super oh. not sexy for anyone listening to this, like, so to get I turned on. I try to spell the word out with my hands. <laughs> yeah okay there you go oh, usually, one time recently i was trying to write like an r with my foot on the carpet and he wasn't getting uh, it yeah i try to like draw on his skin or on the carpet and yeah he can't figure it out <laughs> He'll, he's good at picking up a lot of things but then there'll be some things that he just won't pick up on and you're right like you said it's often things that i'm particular about and he said to me before because i'll be particular about how he wraps the tape or and he's like, you know, if you got kidnapped, a kidnapper wouldn't be like, is that tape <laughs> drain it off for? Thank God for patient doms, honestly. They make the uh, kink world work. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, you know, this all, all of this kind of just brings it to reality, though, of, you know, we're enacting some kind of a fantasy, but there has to be some logistics here and everything, so for sure. That's one thing I find, particularly, and no shade to you, Nate, because your stories are great. But I find I read a lot of these stories on like, tugstories.com and the bondage in them, it's amazing. But I'm like, fuck, that would never work. I mean, it might, it might for some people, but like stories where people are hogged out for 24 hours. I'm like, yeah. it's, it becomes yeah. such a fantasy in a way because it sounds so amazing. But I'm like, it just, I don't think I could do it. <laughs> I definitely would have to eat in between and like, or they're tied up overnight, and then they finally get to use the toilet in the morning. I'm like, no, nah, I need a bucket. <laughs> One time, uh, the guy who I enjoy talking with, he was like, okay, put on sheer socks, because that's his thing, and tie your legs up, and gag yourself, and go to bed. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. And, like, I lit, I tried, and, like, within 10 minutes, I was, I, like... I like slowly had undone one thing after another. I was like, I literally can do none of this. Like I have to sleep normally. Like I can't, I can't do this. Um, so it's definitely, yeah, it's, you know, you want to, you, you try them out. And, um, yeah, you tried. Yeah, that's the important thing. I mean, I like to think that if I was like talked I could handle overnight. And I did one night, and I've mentioned this quite a few times. It must have just been some anomaly. Brandon hogtied me on the stair bed, like 10 p.m. I stay there till six and... Yeah, there was a little bit of pain, but I managed it. And it was actually him that I come and untied me because he wanted cuddles. Like, and like, like, if you'd have left me, I wanted to see how long I could go. Like, and I guess that's another board. Board. You ruined it. Yeah, I think I think I was able to sleep a bit. And, I don't know. I try and think. I try and just keep my brain active if I'm bored. I'll think of like a TV show, and I'll try and remember each episode by episode, or like. I'll think of like a reality show and I'll try and remember the elimination order of like every, that's just a random shit. Or like I'll think of, uh, I, I know one time I was trying to re- work out every number squared. I was trying to just go oh up. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, I think I got up to like, I was in the 20s. <laughs> I've done videos before where it's like, you know, 10, 15 minutes tied and like, I just really love an audience or someone to react off of. And like, I told Nat this when we did our collaboration is like, I just, if you can give me something to react to, it does a lot. But like, there is like, you know, it's just kind of funny. Cause like, if you just get left in a room tied, you're like, I mean, I get 
like you can't even touch yourself to like keep the enthusiasm going like your hands behind your back and then you kind of look at the wall like fuck and like it's honestly in those moments that's like it's almost like you get a little bit of what you were talking about earlier of like really not being able to do anything about it and like i know like when i'm when my partner and i are playing um I like, there's always like a moment towards the end where it's like, wow, I actually am stuck. And like, I literally couldn't get out. And that's when like, it kind of makes it, I don't know. I started off trying to think it was like a, a difficult thing, but actually it's kind of a hot thing too. So yeah, I suppose it depends how you're tied to, like are you talking tied to a chair. Cause I know if you hogged, if when I'm hogged on, I can rub my dick on like the carpet or the bed or whatever. And that kind of, it does help. And I've come that way quite a few times. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm I'm envious. Oh, I haven't done that. I'm also well. It's just funny. Like I do. I'm so into like the visual, and I um as we were talking about, like hog ties are difficult, like to look good in sometimes, or like they just and they're hard on my shoulders. I don't know about you. You must have shoulders of steel from what you're saying about how long you've been. Uh, yeah, look. Normally, I start to hurt really bad after about three hours. Shoulders. Not so much, unless my elbows are tired, like really tired. Got it. Earlier, like before Brandon, I was hooked out a couple of times. I don't know, my back started to hurt. These days, it's my knees. My back's fine. It's my knees that start to throb first. And then I'll like, if, if my knees aren't tired, I'll like try and like move my feet, like crisscross them so I can spread out my knees a bit. No. That helps a little bit, but it's still painful as. No. I'm like, all of that is like something I kind of dread about being tied up again since I haven't been since I was, you know, in my mid to early 20s. And I feel like now it's you'll be, yeah, you'll be a lot more finicky. I'm not a little <laughs> whippersnapper anymore. Oh, yeah. The older, the older you get, the harder it is. But you give it an hour or two, you'll get enough enjoyment out of it. And if the pain starts, then you just stop until it goes away and then you can try again well also different types of ties are like i like i love i love chair ties like the yeah. look for me is so like classic but also the position is so easy to maintain like you're just yeah. literally on a chair like yeah so your butt gets a little sore after an hour or two you know like but so yeah you can definitely ease on in with those good positions yeah and then plus i mean i per i always like as far as my favorite ties i always prefer that somebody is tied to something and everything like that because it's, it restricts mobility and everything like that a lot more there's less wiggle room <laughs> and everything so yeah yeah well, obviously hog ties are my favorite but i like when i'm anchored to something as well it doesn't happen very <laughs> often but like if my feet are anchored to the doorknob or my dick so mike we know you love your suits but what made you realize that they turned you on. You know, it's weird talking about when you're younger because, like, you're technically underage at the time, and so, like, it doesn't feel comfortable. But, like, I remember in kindergarten, like, seeing a tie on another student and being like, what's that? And I, like, was, like, I instantly became curious. And it was, like, growing up, I remember there was a cereal box that had a boy, like, a band on it, and one of the guys was wearing a tie. I was like, what's that? And so, like, it just, like, became this consistent thing, like, as young as I can remember of it just, like, caught my attention. And that's always, like, the thing that makes me just think about fetishes or kinks in general as just, like, the, like, the most bizarre thing, right? Like, we're essentially, you know, like, really high-performance monkeys, but yet here I am, not nuts, getting turned on by ties as, like, that at that age. So it's, like, this is where I love thoughtful fetishists' work because it's, like, 
the thought the thought provokingness of like why these things even happen is so interesting um so yeah i mean honestly yeah just as long as i can remember and it's just never faltered yeah and um, i've said that before with bondage it's because it's not a traditionally sexualized thing so we we are exposed to it from a young age yeah. it's like you see tie-up scenes in movies and tv you see a lot of people wearing suits throughout the years yeah. so you just nurture that fetish yeah and then i mean and then even with talking about like being young and having a fetish like that i mean i'm kind of embarrassed to say like i mean as like in elementary school i would always get like other boys like i knew to talk about basically bonded scenarios like i mean you know once again i had no idea what the fuck i was doing or anything with it we would just kind of you know start kind of talking about like a story or something like that I would usually somehow bring bondage into that, and then I'd listen to whatever it is that they'd say and everything. And I mean, now that feels kind of like fucked up, <laughs> creepy, and everything like that. Well, but, I mean, <laughs> it does sound creepy because now you're an older, you're now older. But at the, at the time, you were just as innocent as they were. You were that. I did have you know that interest and everything, and I would kind of gear the story in that direction most of the time. But, but you didn't yeah. know that. Sexual thing <laughs> at that age. Yeah. I mean, as far as my yeah, experience with knowing that I have a clothing fetish, I mean, that one was kind of tricky because I think I remember hating dress clothes. More, you know, I think I remember that more than me kind of liking it. But I mean, the way I usually associate that is just kind of like, I mean, my mom would always take us to church every Sunday and everything when we were little. And that was always like kind of like a big ass thing where my mom would, you know, make me and my brother dress up and then we would go and everyone else there would be dressed up. And I mean, I remember just kind of seeing the, the big deal about that is just something that always kind of stuck with me. Yeah, I suppose in my case, it was similar because there was no sexual appeal. But obviously at a young age, I'd be fascinated with like footwear. If guys are wearing shorts and obviously if they're wearing, you know, whether they're wearing open-toed shoes or if they're wearing socks. and I find the just look just to be aesthetically pleasing. It's less of a sexual thing in a way and more I just, you know, like the look. But at the same time, it has become sexual because I'm attracted to guys that I like that. But I'm picky. Like, I don't like patterned or like dress socks I can take or leave. I mean, I feel like when you kind of talk to any kind of clothing fetishist, they are very picky. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, so that's not uncommon. <laughs> hmm. I shouldn't admit this, but like even these days, you see a guy, a cute guy wearing shorts, I'll immediately glance down to see what he's got on his feet. <laughs> Unfortunately, in Australia, a lot of guys wear th like thongs, uh, flip-flops. Oh, yeah. So yeah. yeah, we call them thongs here, and, and what you call thongs are G-strings, so, yeah, <laughs> I, That is what I pictured first. Yeah, I guess because it's a warmer climate. Yeah. People wear flip-flops in pretty much any setting but formal, which is unfortunate, because I'm not as much I feel the pain of being in the Midwest, where people don't really dress up too often, at least where I go. Um, but I also have something similar to, like, where you're talking about, like, what socks they have, and, like, oh, you might scoff if it's the wrong kind or whatever. Um... 
I, if I see a guy dressed up, you know, I'm in a coffee shop or whatever, it like instantly becomes my MO to see the front of him. Whereas like, because if I'm from behind, it's like, I don't know if he's wearing a tie, if it's yeah. the right thickness, yeah. the right knot, the color it is, and what his face <laughs> looks like. And I'm like, all right, everything needs to be on pause because I have to get in front of this dude to see if those things are just right so I can like bank it forever. Um, you know, and that's a lot of qualifiers for someone to get just right who doesn't know I exist. So it's a lot of pressure for these strangers to please us. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, and with my, I know a lot of Americans you see on Instagram and TV, they'll have like the, they, they wear a lot of Nike socks. That seems to be the most popular brand. Seeing them, I don't own a pair, I wear pretty much unbranded ones, but seeing them, they're probably my favorite. And I very rarely see them in Australia. I was actually getting the mail for work one day and I saw this guy in Nike socks, and I had to keep walking, and I'm like, oh, I just want to stop and look, because it looks so good. I've never actually seen it like this in person. They just, with the perfect length, you know. and it's also, because it does accentuate the leg, like, it's also nice and like a moderately hairy leg. Yeah. You know? But then you see people with, like, dirty sock fetishes, and they want them to sniff them, and in their mouth, I'm like, nah. Hop <laughs> yeah, I, I'm okay with a sneaker tape to my face. Occasionally, <laughs> I don't want to, and obviously sock gags are just for the stuffing element, but they, they work yeah. perfectly for that. But I'm not interested in like getting down and like worshipping someone's feet or anything. No problem if that's okay. what someone enjoys, it's just not for me. <laughs> yeah, like, so for you, it's really just yeah. the look that you're into. Yeah, absolutely. I've got a question for you, Mark. So I, obviously, you love your ties. What's your opinion on bow ties? I actually like bow ties a lot, as long as, again, it's, like, the right... It's really easy to, like... It's funny, I'm, I'm probably way more... I'm probably really picky about them. Like, if they're too thin, if they're, like, sloppy, I don't want it. But, um... And I don't wear them super often, because I like the weight and, like, the... There's just something about the regular tie, but like I do, like... Goes, yeah. yeah, like, the length of the... It just does something, you know? Um, but I do like... I like them a lot, and I wish they were more popular for young gentlemen. I have literally one bow tie, but yeah, it's like, I mean, I do hate it, like, when guys wear bow ties, especially if it's the kind that you tie, like, not a clip on, and, but the knot is, like, shitty, like, because, I mean, the knot is very tedious, like, for the... <laughs> it is so hard to tie a bow tie. It took me, like, days of practice. We wore bow ties for our wedding, because Brandon insisted on bow ties. Brandon, sorry, Brandon insisted on cute little bow ties, to quote him. <laughs> um, but ours were clip on. I have worn a bow tie on my video. It's pretty much... Actually, I think I'm wearing Brandon's wedding outfit in my suit and tie videos because I don't know where my wedding pants are. And to be honest, I'm not even sure if I'd fit in them. I set myself a goal last year to lose weight. I was I had a specific weight amount I wanted to get to and I wanted to fit back into my wedding pants. I got to the weight goal, but I couldn't bloody find the pants to... <laughs> well, just so assume you, you would have fit in then. Yeah, yeah. Number. <laughs> um, I would like to find them because I would like to do another sous video, and I feel like I shouldn't wear the exact same one. Yeah, I go through the I, the pain of like, hey, this outfit looks amazing. You shouldn't wear it again though. But uh, I also, um, it's funny we talked about this earlier, right? Like not wanting to like own your fetish in public a little bit, and like I've thought about my wedding, and like I'm almost like, yeah, I don't think we should dress up at all. Like I think it needs to be the most casual wedding because like I can't, you know, like. It's, it's, have, yeah. have like your family around and everybody's watching you yes. in a suit. There are going to be no neckties or bow ties in sight. Um, <laughs> to, uh, if a guest shows up like that, they'll be kindly asked. 
Shots I'll come up with a theme so everyone, like, they can't possibly make that work. Shots and t-shirt. Jim theme. And well, 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 related, well, can you take lots of photos for me? Particularly of everyone's legs. Hopefully <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> and not me, which is the goal. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and then what's funny is I know you've kind of talked about that before that you, yeah, that you said that you don't really dress up for work and everything like that and everything. And, but yeah, it's like I never realized how extensive that was because it, it's just weird because I just uh, associate you with suits so much and everything like that. that yeah, it's funny because like <laughs> I recently was talking to this guy who seemed kind of new to Instagram and he's like, purely into the suits and i think he's interested in kink and like bondage but like kind of coming into it slowly and that's not what he's posting about yeah. and i see these accounts and he's like already like made like three thousand followers which is more than me um which you know not that the follower account matters at all but i've definitely seen those accounts where it's like people just purely doing the dress clothes and like part of me would love to do that and like be in that category but the other yeah. part of me is like literally that's again my version of being naked for some people who are into nudity you know like yeah. and it would be like it'd be really hard for it not to go sexual but like at the same time i love the whole thing um but yeah it's one of those things where it's like i just don't want to ever call attention to myself out in public yeah. for that because it's like my most private thing. <laughs> yeah and and then for like the instagram models that like do stuff like that like i'm like this is clothes porn like <laughs> like i don't think they see it that way but <laughs> the way they emphasize like certain things and everything like that and it's just like i'm like and it's funny because i know so many other kinksters on instagram who also follow these people and i'm like yeah like because this is fucking the the you know like how people say that there's food porn it's like yeah it's like that with with men's clothing like <laughs> well you and i have talked about like a news anchor that we like and like it's really funny because i will follow these dudes who probably are straight and have girlfriends and they post these photos themselves in suits and they're like which tie should i wear today and tomorrow and it's like everything you're saying is like like fireworks in my kink brain but i never yeah. like their photos because i'm like they don't want me there like yeah. thirsting and like horning up their professional yeah. accounts yeah i mean it is funny like how yeah like there are straight men who yeah like their entire instagram presence revolves around this but it's not in a sexual way and you know and it's always like okay like what do you think of this look and then people commenting on it and i'm like how aren't these people like getting off to <laughs> i was like do you want me to say how hard i am to each look what are you rating this on <laughs> how quickly it took you to not teach picture <laughs> exactly we can get the timer going those are definitely some kinks we just described that we haven't touched upon yeah well that's about it for our show tonight guys thank you very much to mike for joining us so if you want to hit up mike on instagram it's not underscore nuts make sure you're nice and not demanding <laughs> yeah, I feel like people are following him more likely than they're following us but yeah well thank you guys so much for having me yeah, thank you for coming on. Yeah, it was very enjoyable. Yes. All right, guys. Have a good night. Bye.